You're listening to Creator Stories, brought to you by PreWrite.com. Today we have a solo podcast, and we'll be focusing on the science of storytelling, what listening to a story does to our brains. Now, we're going to start with the story. We're going to get into a number of scientific experiments that have been run. We're going to show you how you can activate your listeners' regions of the brain that process information and explanation. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Let me take you back in time. It's 1748. British politician and aristocrat John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, used a lot of his free time playing cards. One of the problems he had was he greatly enjoyed eating a snack while still keeping one hand free for the cards. So he came up with an idea to eat beef between slices of toast, which would allow him to finally eat and play cards at the same time. Eating his newly invented sandwich, the name for two slices of bread with meat in between, became one of the most popular meal inventions in the Western world. Now you're likely to never forget the story of who invented the sandwich, or at least much less likely to do so than if it had been presented in bullet points or another purely informational-based form. For over 27,000 years since the first cave paintings were discovered, telling stories has been one of the most fundamental communication methods we have. Here's the science around storytelling and how we can use it to make better decisions every day. Part one, how our brains become more active when we tell stories. We all enjoy a good story, whether it's a novel, a movie, or simply something one of our friends is explaining to us that they've experienced. But why do we feel so much more engaged when we hear a narrative about events? It's quite simple. If we listen to a PowerPoint presentation with boring bullet points, certain parts in the brain get activated. Scientists call these Broca's area and Wernicke's area. Overall, it hits our language processing parts in the brain where we decode words into meaning. And that's it. Nothing else happens. When we're being told a story though, things change dramatically. According to researchers in Spain, not only are the language processing parts in our brain activated, but any other area in our brain that we would use when experiencing the events of the story are too. If someone tells us about how delicious certain foods were, our sensory cortex lights up. If it's about motion, our motor cortex gets active. Metaphors like the singer had a velvet voice and he had leathery hands rouse the sensory cortex. Then the brains of participants were scanned as they read sentences like John grasped the object and Pablo kicked the ball. The scans revealed activity in the motor cortex, which coordinates the body's movements. A story can put your whole brain to work, and yet it gets better. When we tell stories to others that have helped us shape our thinking and way of life, we can have the same effect on them too. The brains of the person telling a story and listening to it can synchronize, says Yuri Hassan from Princeton. When the woman spoke English, the volunteers understood her story and their brains synchronized. When she had activity in her insula, 
an emotional brain region, the listeners did too. When her frontal cortex lit up, so did theirs. By simply telling a story, the woman could plant ideas, thoughts, and emotions into the listeners' brains. Anything you've experienced, you can get others to experience the same, or at least get their brain areas active too. Part two, evolution has wired our brains for storytelling, and here's how to make use of that. Now, all this is interesting. We know that we can activate our brains better if we listen to stories. The still unanswered question is, why is that? Why does the format of a story, where events unfold one after the other, have such a profound impact on our learning? The simple answer is this. We are wired that way. A story, if broken down into the simplest form, is a connection of cause and effect. And that is exactly how we think. We think in narratives all day long, no matter if it is about buying groceries, whether we think about work or our spouse at home, we make up short stories in our heads for every action and conversation. In fact, Jeremy Shu found personal stories and gossip make up 65% of our conversations. Now, whenever we hear a story, we want to relate it to one of our existing experiences. That's why metaphors work so well with us. While we're busy searching for a similar experience in our brains, we activate a part called insula, which helps us relate to the same experience of pain, joy, disgust, or something else. In a great experiment, Jean Barg at Yale found the following. Volunteers would meet one of the experimenters believing that they would be starting the experiment shortly. In reality, the experiment began when the experimenter, seemingly struggling with an armful of folders, asks the volunteer to briefly hold their coffee. As the key experimental manipulation, the coffee was either hot or iced. Subjects then read a description of some individual, and those who had held the warmer cup tended to rate the individual as having a warmer personality with no change in ratings of other attributes. We link up metaphors and literal happenings automatically. Everything in our brain is looking for the cause and effect relationship of something we've previously experienced. Let's dig into some hands-on tips for making use of it. Part three, three awesome ways to storytelling in everyday life. One. Make others come up with your idea. Exchange telling suggestions for telling stories. Do you know the feeling when a good friend tells you a story and then two weeks later, you mention the same story to him as if it were your idea? This is totally normal and one of the most powerful ways to get people on board with your ideas and thoughts. According to Yuri Hassan from Princeton, a story is the only way to activate parts in the brain so that a listener turns the story into their own idea and experience. The next time you struggle with getting people on board with your projects and your ideas, simply tell them a story. A story where the outcome is that doing what you had in mind. Number two, write more persuasively. Bring in stories from yourself or an expert. 
This is something that took us a long time to understand. If you start out writing, it's only natural to think, quote, I don't have a lot of experience with this. How can I make my post believable if I use personal stories? The best way to get around this is by simply exchanging stories to those of experts. We ask for quotes from top folks in industry or simply found great passages that other folks had written online. It's a great way to add credibility and at the same time, tell a story. Number three, the simple story is more successful than the complicated one. When we think of stories, it is often easy to convince ourselves that they have to be complex and detailed to be interesting. The truth is, however, that the simpler a story, the more likely it will be to stick. Using simple language as well as low complexity is the best way to activate the brain regions that make us truly relate the situation and happenings in the story. This is a similar reason why, as to why multitasking is so hard for us. Try to reduce the number of adjectives or complicated nouns in a presentation or article and exchange them with more simple yet heartfelt language. Part four, last fact. Our brain learns to ignore certain overused words and phrases that used to make stories awesome. Scientists in the midst of researching the topic of storytelling have also discovered that certain words and phrases have lost all storytelling power. Quote, some scientists have contended that figures of speech like a rough day are so familiar that they are treated simply as words and no more. This means that the frontal cortex, or the area of your brain responsible to experience emotions, can't be activated with these phrases. It's something that might be worth remembering when crafting your next story, or even your next social media post. Finally, storytelling is one of the most powerful techniques we have as humans to communicate and to motivate. If you wanna get started, join us at prewrite.com to learn how to tell effective stories thanks to structure and impact. What did you think? Have you had a similar experience with storytelling? I'd like to credit Leo Widrich from Buffer for originally publishing this article back in 2012. That brings us to the end of this episode of Creator Stories brought to you by prewrite.com. Get started for free at prewrite.com and learn how to tell stories that will move your audience. Signing off, this is Trent Anderson with Prewrite, and we'll see you on the other side.